listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John. Hello. And we're here to talk about odd news on this beautiful Sunday afternoon coming off possibly the greatest September weekend ever in my life. Oh, it was a great weekend. It's been an excellent weekend sure for has. me. It's sure has. It's just been win after win after win <laughs> after win for me. I hope things have gone half as good for you yes. in your life as it has for me this weekend. Um. The weekend was great. The week was not good. <laughs> it's a bit of a long week. Yeah, but very what long. What a way week. to cap it off. But yeah, I tell you what, it's 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 been a great, <laughs> you know, it's been a great weekend. For starting at about maybe four p.m. on Saturday on, I've okay. been on, I've been on top of the world. <laughs> I got started early this weekend. Okay, I took Friday off. Wow. So me and the boys went to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, hold on. Time out. I don't want to interrupt this. Uh, are y'all part of the union that's striking? I got no, a buddy that's, that's on strike. <laughs> or are, she's on strike right we now. We are not currently on strike. I okay. think we're another two, maybe three years from the contract negotiations. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm can, working. Can we do a live podcast from the strike <laughs> if y'all strike? I suppose so. Sure. <laughs> I want to get ganged up on by the union members. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so anyway, took Friday off, went to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. In solidarity with my <laughs> union brothers. <laughs> yeah, everybody's working for rats. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I, uh, I hit like the big, the jackpot on the ticket machine. They had a Jurassic oh, Park ticket sweet. machine. And you got to like push the Jeep just far enough and land on the right light. I hit it. Nice. Boom, in front of the tickets, kids. In front of the kids. In Man. front of the wife. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad Tara was there. <laughs> yeah. And then my son hit it right after me. Boom. <laughs> so, That's that Sullivan luck. I know. It's like, we need to take this to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after that, we went swimming, which wasn't the most fun. It was cold. Yeah. And, but my son, he's been, you know, his Mimi and his mama have been telling him we can probably go. So we went swimming one more time. And it was a little chilly. It was a little chilly, yeah. but we did have fun. Okay. Got some pizza. And, okay, one of the not fun things that happened during the week was my mower went out. Oh, Which boy. was a huge bummer. That. Especially been, with a lawn service like you got. It's been a piece of junk. I have done so much work. I've replaced so many parts, and it continues to mess up on me. And I was kind of ill because the cheapest the cheapest lawnmowers you can find on sale, even at this time of year, are like $400. Yeah. Thanks, Biden. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> well, I logged on to Facebook Marketplace, and a dude posted a brand-new uh, Troy-built lawnmower. Okay. Never been used. He said he bought it earlier in the year. I bought it from some dude way out in Duncanville. He he said that I've got a zero-turn mower. I bought this just to cut around the house. Sure. But then I had this idea. I'll just let my horse out of the barn, and the horse lead all the grass sure. around the house. That guy clearly stole it from Home Depot. <laughs> That's fine. So it's brand new. <laughs> so he said, uh, 
He said, I'm selling this mower, and uh, it don't have a gas cap on it. Okay. Don't know what happened to the gas cap, but $120. Sure. So I get it. I brought it home, and the gas cap off one of my old mowers Works fitted. fine. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd have went with tin foil. <laughs> Just put some tin foil over it in a row. So I got a, I got a brand new, never even had gas or oil in it, Troy, uh, Troy built Beautiful. mower. My team won after I was fully right. expecting us to lo- lose. After the, the first half was not fun. I tell you what, there is plenty of room for improvement. Yeah. But, man, they looked like a different team, We, I, I think we figured out some stuff in the second half, mm-hmm. and our defense played great. How about our offensive line? Milrow actually had time to make some throws. Yeah. Typically, yeah. he's getting – He's getting pressure like, you know, two seconds into right. the play. Yeah, I think we figured out some stuff. Yeah. So I'm still not optimistic, but oh, I'm yeah. more optimistic today than I was on Friday. Yeah, they looked a lot, lot better. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Wilts. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, bud. I know y'all thought y'all had a shot. I did too. I did too. <laughs> Good luck the rest of the year. I hope you win every game. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and then, yeah, went to church. Grilled out. Just all-star weekend. Banner weekend. <laughs> Banner weekend. Nice. That's good. That's good. I parked cars on Saturday <laughs> and then came home and watched the game. After eating Chinese, we stopped at the Chinese buffet and got a couple of to-go plates. Oh, at the Royal Buffet? At the Royal Buffet. Still trying to talk my family into that. <laughs> Hudson pointed out that we've, he's finally noticed that we've never been in there when there wasn't a family of Mexicans eating in there, which is cool. That, they, they know love, what's good. Yeah, they know what's good, and they love Chinese food. And my one that worked for me for forever at the restaurant told me one time, everybody who works in the back of the house at the Chinese restaurant are mm-hmm. all Mexicans, too. Okay. Yeah. So they just, it's it's just a business decision yeah. to sell Chinese food. Right, yeah. Air quotes Chinese well, food. Well, yeah, yeah, I think if you're Chinese, mm-hmm. that's your go-to move, I think, when you come to the U.S. Let's open up a Chinese restaurant. Right. And, like, the lady in Fayette, her name's Tom. You know, she's got an MBA and all that, put her way through college, do that. Kids are going through college and everything, so... I mean, that's the American dream right yeah, there. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And then what do you do? You hire illegal immigrants to work <laughs> in the back of your restaurant. That's how the restaurant business works. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, we did that. That was a highlight. And then we watched the game, and that was great. And, yeah, the rest of the week, two thumbs down. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was bad. All-time not great week. And... uh I had very little to do with it. It was just, I was just a victim of circumstance. So, yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes in life. That's fine. We'll get them this week. We're coming back. We're a second half team, anyways. (laughs) We we are this year, certainly. (laughs) Golly. Yeah, I was not enjoying the first half. It did. I was a little upset. And then we we turned it on. We did pretty good. I'm proud of you. I don't know if you saw. There's a clip going around of Saban on the coaches' show. You know that they do. I think uh, I was just fixing to bring up what I think you're fixing to bring up. <laughs> is where he's breaking down how we blocked the punt, and then at the end he's like, "We got the ball back on the one yard line." <laughs> oh, 
we didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. He's like laughing. <laughs> yeah, I heard somebody asked him something about patience, and he says, yeah. I have a lot of things testing my patience. <laughs> right. It takes a lot of patience to get five touchdowns and have them all called back. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I do miss mean Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah. I know he's had a lot of things happen, and he's gotten older. You know, He's got a grandkid. Yeah, he's got grandkids That now. changes all of us, <laughs> Yeah, we, whether we want to admit it or not. My parents are not the same people. Well, they were growing up since I had kids, and he's probably the same way. I guess I know my you, dad, same thing with him. Yeah. He was super mellow, right? I so think am it's I like, like, what am I? What if what if it's gonna happen to me if I get you, kids? Am I gonna turn me? Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I think it's just that you see your bloodline has continued on beyond the generation you made, and it just is like a, a huge. Weight relief. off your shoulders. Yeah. Okay. Like your DNA finally unlocks to let you relax or something. <laughs> and that, when it sees that, okay, there's going to be a whole nother generation other than the one I made. Mm-hmm. And you chill out. That's the only thing that I can think of mm-hmm. ha- of why it would happen that way. Well, uh, how about what we got in the news this week? Okay. I got a story about a lady whose son got in trouble at school. And then I got another story about... uh an Alabama high school band story. You know, all right. I'm, I'm, we're all, I'm band nerd. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about an Australian journalist. Oh, okay. I have a story about modern art. I have a story about a woman and an iPhone and an outhouse. Okay. But I wanted to start with this one. And this is an old story by the time this is finally going to, but we haven't talked about it. It's the F-35. Sure. That just straight up went missing. Just gone. <laughs> there was a mishap. We don't have all the details yet, but the pilot had to eject. He called 911, which is weird, too. <laughs> yeah, he Do you did. know? Yes. You don't call 911. You call, like, the base or whatever. This is all a hoax. <laughs> I just want to stay at the beginning. This is all some sort of hoax. I don't know what it is yet, but something's up with it. Have they released that call? Yes. <laughs> I've got to listen to that call. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> it's... I can just imagine the 911 Dispatch being like, wait, what? (laughs) No, it's a good call. (laughs) Golly, if my computer will unfreeze up. Uh, This comes from ABC News. New details in F-35 mishap as mystery remains about how the jet was lost. Lost. The overall recovery process has begun, an official told ABC News. The debris field found outside Charleston, South Carolina on Monday is confirmed to be the remains of an F-35 that went missing on Sunday after a reported mishap or malfunction in which the jet's pilot ejected from the craft, according to a Marine Corps official. The overall recovery process for the debris and the F-35B Lightning II has begun. The official would not specify at what point in the recovery and investigation process the Marine Corps is in, but said the process is ongoing. It has not been publicly confirmed what led the pilot to eject or what brought the F-35 down it is frustrating not to have any answers, Representative Nancy Mace told local affiliate WCIV on Monday. The Marines say the cost of the loss of the highly sophisticated stealth plane is about $100 million. There you go. So We could have given that to Ukraine. <laughs> Golly. Or just the cut out the middleman. Let's just sure. give them the jet. That's right. <laughs> we don't want to. That's World War Three right there. We start doing that. Uh, a South Carolina law enforcement helicopter first located the aircraft in debris approximately, approximately 60 miles north of Charleston on Monday at 5 o'clock. 
Local law enforcement said the Marine Corps Emergency Reclamation Team confirmed the debris to be an F-35B and then cordoned off the secured area after they identified the aircraft. The pilot who ejected himself from the F-35 was discharged from the hospital Monday afternoon, according to the official. The pilot, whose name has not been released, had no major injuries and was in stable condition before being discharged. An official said no civilian injuries have been reported from the incident, which that's a good thing. Sure. You got a jet. It's just, I mean, at some point it's going to run out of fuel. Right. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's crazy. The pilot ejected himself from the aircraft at an altitude of approximately 1,000 feet and one mile north of the Charleston International Airport, according to the official. The pilot then landed safely in a residential backyard. Beautiful. (laughs) The pilot had experienced a malfunction and was forced to eject, the official said. They previously described the incident as a mishap. Official said in a statement on Monday that we are unable to provide additional details to preserve the integrity of the investigative process. Even though it's a stealth aircraft, losing a stealth aircraft is hard to understand. It does seem ridiculous that an aircraft this expensive and sophisticated could just vanish. The transponder that was on the craft would have helped locate it, but the Marine Corps said that they haven't said whether it was functioning or not. Hmm. Uh, If there was, say, an electronic mouth, an electronic failure on board where the trans where the transporter beam beams out to the radar there was no long it was no longer functioning and then it becomes a stealth aircraft essentially invisible to radar Granyard hmm. said who was a marine corps official that was commenting on the situation but it was funny i don't know if you remember when it first happened they just put out a statement to the civilians yeah. like hey we've got a jet heads cur- up. currently flying around <laughs> yeah. in the air yeah if y'all see it could y'all let us know <laughs> heads up guys <laughs> yeah this uh this i don't know like i said i there's something up with this story why was he flying that low <laughs> number one yeah. why is he calling 911 yeah you said you've got the call yeah hold on i'll have to load it up uh I should have done that. So he landed in somebody's backyard. Yeah. And did someone come out and he's like, hey, can I use your phone? <laughs> I guess we got a pilot at our house and he says he got ejected. So he ejected from the plane. So yeah. we just see if we can get some ambulance, please. I'm sorry, what happened? Uh, we got a pilot in the house. <laughs> and I guess he landed in my backyard and we were trying to see if we could get a... um. Person say? 
I feel okay. My back just hurts. Okay. That's me too. I feel okay, but my Is back just hurts. Is that an airplane crash? I have not seen any um, <laughs> come up yet. Okay, what part of the body was injured? Ma'am, I'm a pilot in a military aircraft, and I ejected. Um, so I just rode a parachute down to the ground. Lady, there's an aircraft yeah. going to crash. Yeah, I told you they're on their way. I'm just required to ask these questions while they're en route. Oh, that's it. Cut it all fair. Thanks for watching. So he's like, he's like, lady, there's an air, there's a jet. You're not getting what I'm saying. It's going to crash. There's an unmanned jet flying around. Could possibly crash into someone's home. <laughs> yeah, something's up with it. I don't know what it is, but so it's not like the homeowner called first. Yes, right. Okay, yeah, you're right. And he's probably like, "Oh no, <laughs> who's this weirdo?" <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Sunday. He's probably watching football, watching the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young play. <laughs> this guy comes up in a flight suit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's going to have a story to share. Sure. At barbecues from now right. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, something may right with this story. Yeah, I don't know why. I just don't feel right about it. Hmm. They're covering something up. I don't know what it is. Clearly, they were chasing a UAP. Could have been. And the UAP is what triggered the... Or the UAP crash. They quickly drop off a guy and go, hey, call 911 and say you crashed this jet. (laughs) You had to eject out of it. I think the aliens hit him with an EMP, and that's what triggered it. Very well could be. (laughs) It very well could be. And he kept saying military aircraft. He never said, I'm in the United States Marine. This is my name, my rank, whatever. Mm -hmm. You need to contact not only emergency vehicles, but my commanding officer at whatever base it is and all that. And you need to – this is a big deal. (laughs) He's just like, ma'am – I pilot a military aircraft. I parachuted out at 2,000 feet, which is not very high, I don't think. No. I mean, that's like pretty low. So something's up with it. You heard it here first. How many football fields is that? 2,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. That would be 220. 20 foot. Yeah, that's. Yeah, not counting the end zones because mm-hmm. I can't do math on 120 <laughs> yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. There's three feet in a yard. So there's 300 yard, 300 feet in a football field. So what, like 7.5 divided by 300? Yep. Oh. Yeah, 6.66666. That's right. It's the devil's number. 6667. I told you something's up with this. It's the devil's number. I've known it from the beginning. I need to get Alex's take on it and see what he thinks. Absolutely. Yeah. Something's up with this. I don't know what it is, though. It was probably like, you know, a CIA shipment of fentanyl that crashed, <laughs> and they had to cover their tracks on it with this story. I think. And we're probably going to get a great movie 20 years from now. Yeah. Oh, what really happened. Yeah, an amazing documentary <laughs> about it. Definitely. Because that's about how long it takes for the truth to come out in the United States. In the land of the free. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. National security. National they security. They got to keep us safe. Tiny, 
you're a parent. You have two children. I have three children. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in corporal punishment. Do you believe in corporal punishment? You mean like spanking? Yeah, like spanking. On the rare case. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it's not every – you can't use it every day. Now, if you use it every day, all you're going to do is, like, turn your kid into a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. No, it has to be for very serious infractions. Yes. Okay. Well, this kid got in trouble down in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and the school called his mom. Um, New Orleans school calls mom on son's misbehavior. She beats him up on campus, police say. <laughs> well, I hope that principal got what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> the mother of a KIPP, KIPP Central City Academy student, has been arrested on charges of beating her son on campus after being notified he had mis- misbehaved at middle school, the New Orleans police said. According to, and an ad popped up, according to documents, the police filed, Anna Bridges, Adriana Bridges, who's 33, showed up th- Thursday morning at the school and grabbed her 13-year-old son by the hair. Ooh, the man. boy told police she struck him several times, slung him to the floor, and punched him in the face. Golly. Police said surveillance video backs up the child's claims. Uh, Bridges told police she slapped the boy, according to documents. Have you ever been slapped by a parent? No. I haven't either. My brother cannot... I think that same claim. I don't don't think my mama slapped me any. I don't remember if she did. I feel like that would have left a very big impression on me. I have a hilarious story to share as soon as you're done (laughs) with this story. (laughs) Uh, Police booked her. I've known, I've had friends that get slapped by their parents too. That's a very weird dynamic to me. (laughs) It always hitting in the face, man. The butt's okay. (laughs) Police booked her with cruelty to a juvenile in a court hearing on Friday. A magistrate commissioner. Uh, set her bail at $5,000 and ordered Bridges to stay away from her son and enroll in the domestic violence monitoring program. So hmm. I just want to say she probably did her son a favor yeah, in the you, long run. But don't do this in public. <laughs> you gotta, no, she you got gotta herself do. out of her son's life. She was going to do damage <laughs> probably beyond this and do worse. She's probably part of the reason why her son's acting out in school. Now she's away from him. Maybe he can get with some people that will have his best interests in mind mm-hmm. and and get him to be a normal, productive citizen in society. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like she's she's the hero of the story. <laughs> well, about my brother. Sure. When he was 14, he was, you know, he was doing what 14-year-olds do. Sure. Smarting off. Yeah. Being very disrespectful. A little sass mouth. And she had enough of it, so she slapped him. Mm-hmm. And then he so he said uh, that he was going to call the police and call child services on her. And when he said that, she's like, well, if I'm going to jail, I'm going to make it worth it. <laughs> and she just went to town <laughs> slapping him. Slapped him about four or five times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't call the police. Sure, she called as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was with a friend who remained nameless, and he got popped in the face by his mama one time, mm-hmm. you know, and I was stunned. Like, I didn't know that some parents did that, you know? Right. When you had a serious – look, <laughs> he was very disrespectful, <laughs> and he probably deserved to get slapped in the face. But I had no knowledge that that even existed. You didn't until, think that was an option on the table? Yeah, right, until that moment. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was blown away. I, never in my life have I been like, I need to get out of here as quickly as possible. <laughs> How can I get home? But yeah, that, he got popped pretty good. It shocked yeah. me. Yeah. And then I've learned over the years, other people are like, yeah, I, you know, mm-hmm. my, my mama backhand me. I don't hear too much about dads slapping. Usually dads will... We'll punch you in the gut and burn you with a cigar or something when it comes to abuse. I will say that uh, I have never hit either one of my two kids in the face. Yeah, me either. I've never done anything but swatting. Yeah. But, and I, like on the butt. Like, yeah. And honestly, Eli, I can't remember the last time I whooped him. Yeah. Josiah's been, he's gotten like one spanking in his life. I was told, Thomas took more whoopings than anybody else, but he probably didn't get many over the age of five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then I felt like it was very sparing, felt like very sparingly compared to what I got growing up. <laughs> yes. Uh, but somewhere along in there, a very wise man told me, if you got to hit somebody to get your point across, then you're not good at getting your point across. And that changed the way I thought about things. Right. And then it turned into, you're about to touch the stove and burn your hand, you know, little toddler. And I've asked you twice. So now I have to do something to make you remember it. That's not going to be as vicious as you burning your hand (laughs) on the stove. And yeah, it really changed things for me. I think Hudson's only had one whooping ever in his life, and he didn't even deserve that one. He didn't. He would. He was so. This is how stubborn this kid is. <laughs> we accused him of doing something wrong. He didn't do anything wrong, but would not admit to not doing wrong more than once. You know, and we were like, "You're lying. This is clearly what you did." And then after that, he just clamped. He just he shut it down. He just shut down. And he was like, "I'll I'll take whatever punishment you give me." <laughs> and when I had to give him a spanking for it. He's and like, then, "I need my lawyer." Well, it was <laughs> I'm like not saying anything else. We sent like a, a 20 with him to school and I was like, "10 of this is for your lunch money. The other 10 is for the book fair." Mm-hmm. He comes home with like $20 worth of stuff or whatever. We send a message to his teacher. His teacher's like, he never gave me any lunch money. And we're like, clearly you spent your lunch money like we told you not to. And he was like, I didn't. And we were like, we talked to Miss whatever her name is now. She's been married about six times since then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she said, you did not give her any lunch money. And he was like, I didn't spend my that money at the book fair. And so I can't, I mean, it was like a three hour interrogation where I tried to get him to to go, I did, or provide some proof. Well, then we check his account balance and he's got $10 in it the next day. Huh. And we we're like, Hudson, you have this in your lunch account. Why didn't you say that? And he was like, yeah, I took it to the lunch lady on my way to the book fair. <laughs> and so... And he took a spanking for that. Wow. And he huh. wouldn't say it because we wouldn't believe him. And he was just like, if y'all don't believe me, then you just do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Huh. That's that's the kid that's 15 years old right now. And <laughs> it still has the same attitude. Well, my next story here is a U.S. woman gets stuck in outhouse toilet while retrieving an Apple Watch. Okay. Now, John, I know what a huge fan you are of Apple Watch. I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> they are ugly. If you dropped your whatever watch you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your, Depends on which one. Your Rolex. I don't have a Rolex. You, what was that? that <laughs> I have I don't, a, you don't have to confess to the 
to the peasants listening to this. I don't want to get robbed. What, what kind of watch you have. But just in your mind, picture your greatest watch. Yes. Your gold diamond encrusted. Right. The you one know. I don't wear that much. <laughs> yes. Yes. Going into an outhouse wa- uh, toilet. Sure. Are you climbing down there after it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well. That's enough money to make me go down in it. An Apple Watch is like what? $300 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An Apple Watch is cheap. Tom's like, Apple Watches, don't they? <laughs> Apple Watches, don't they sell those in those quarter machines at the mall? <laughs> they do. You can win one at CC's Pizza. I think. Oh, can you? You used to could over in the little, the little, there was that little game where you could win you it. You cut in. the rope. Something like can that. Can anybody win those? Are I, those impossible? I don't know. There's somebody that can, I guarantee you, huh. that's figured it out. A U.S. woman was briefly trapped inside an outhouse toilet after she tried to retrieve her Apple Watch. First responders in Michigan were called to a boat launch at Dixon Lake in Osagos County's Bagley Township, located about 390 kilometers northwest of Detroit. State police said in a Wednesday news release that first responders heard a woman yelling for help. She told police that she had dropped her Apple Watch in the toilet and got stuck after she lowered herself inside to... Inside to retrieve it, conservation officers, state troopers, and local police hauled the woman out using a strap. The toilet was also removed. Police have urged people who lose their belongings in outhouse toilets not to try to retrieve them from inside the containment area, they said after the news release. Serious injury may occur, the statement added. The woman's identity has not been released. Officials did not say if she had recovered her watch or not. Well, I would hope. Well, yeah, if you're in there, you got to get it. (laughs) If you've committed that much. You've gone that far. Yeah. You can't come back empty-handed. No. Yeah, you're coming back with that watch. (laughs) I'm interested if she reached throw, road, go, like you do (laughs) when you're doing life-saving. You know, like the last thing you want to do is go in to get it. You First, you try to reach it. Then you try to throw something to it and get it. And then you try to uh, swim or a boat to it. And then you go in to the mire. What do you think she was doing on there that made her drop it in there? Well, you know, like, uh, well, I don't know if you know, Libby has an Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. That and Pokemon are my two failures as a parent. (laughs) I admit it. I'm here. I'm here to admit it. I'm not perfect. Um. And you can text on it. You can you can do pretty much anything you can do on your phone on it. So maybe she was like holding it in her hand, texting or mm-hmm. watching TikTok. I don't know. And <laughs> it just slipped. Or the clasp on it broke, which will happen. Okay. Yeah. Because they, they don't make good clasp. Yeah. Maybe she was wiping and like it caught <laughs> it got caught on like the underside of the outhouse seat or something yeah. and ripped it off. That's why I wear mine on my off hand. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. There's a lot of scenarios, but it's gonna have to be a lot more money than an Apple Watch to go in and get. How much do Apple Watches cost these days? I think three hundred dollars, maybe. Okay. I think. Yeah, that's uh. Like I don't even know why you would want one, but. If I had an Apple Watch, if Libby dropped hers in the outhouse, I'd be like, it's gone, girl. We're not getting it. <laughs> I'll just get you a new one. I was like, well, let's wear a regular watch, a mechanical watch, and have some style and elegance about you a little bit. Yeah. But whatever. Um, 
let's go on to Alabama. Or, real quick, oh, yeah. I'll say this. What is a has there anything you've ever dropped in the toilet that you had to retrieve? I've dropped my cell phone in the toilet before. Okay. But I had so it was in my shirt pocket. Yeah. <laughs> it's this is a pretty wild story. It was in my shirt pocket. <laughs> I went to TT. Peed, lifted up the seat. <laughs> okay. Lifted up the seat, bent down, lift up the seat, peed, flushed, bent down to lower the seat back down. And when I did, the That's shirt- That's where you messed up. The, it fell out of my shirt pocket, mm-hmm. and I had to get it. But the, it was relative, water was relatively clean. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, put it in rice and all that good stuff, and it works a little bit. <laughs> right. And in that time when it was working a little bit is when Shane Spiller sent me a message on Facebook, which I read on it that said, why don't you come work for me? And I was like, great, you know. Um, and he and I was like, let me know your number and we can I'll, I'll set up a time. And so he sent me his number, and like when I went to read that message, my phone just shut down. Oh no! So then I had <laughs> I had no way to contact Shane. <laughs> and if you knew the hoops I went through to get his cell phone number, because I I was like, this dude wants me to come work for it. I can't tell him I can't get your cell phone number because I dropped my phone in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Does he, does he know that story now? I don't think I've ever told him. <laughs> And Shout I, out to Shane yeah, if you're sure. listening if to this. If he ever listens to this. <laughs> and so uh, first, I, I got out the laptop, performed all my normal Google stalking stuff that I know how to do. <laughs> and because uh, and, I was like, I could just go up to the office or mm-hmm. I could call Spiller Furniture and, and say, hey, can you transfer me to Shane, any of that? I was like, but he gave me a cell phone number. And so you want to call that number? Cause, yeah, because yeah. I remember that was the first three digits was a cell phone, like, you know, mm-hmm. prefix or whatever they call it. And so I, uh, I, when Deidre got home, I used her phone to text everybody that I knew that I could find numbers from or through Facebook. I sent people messages do you have Shane Spiller's cell phone number? <laughs> so, this is a very weird question. Do you have Shane Spiller's cell phone number? And uh, finally, I think it was my it was my cousin Judd who had huh. who was like, "Yeah, I got his number. This is his number." And uh, I went that night to Walmart and got like a little cricket wireless cell phone <laughs> yeah. and got it turned on and everything. And Deidre the next day, like at the same time, was like. Uh, after she got off work, or maybe she was off at the time, was going to get me like a new phone from AT and T. But I was like, if that don't come through for a couple of days or whatever, because we were kind of in a shaky spot financially, <laughs> I was like, I need a backup. And so I didn't text him that night, and she got me a phone the next day. I texted him, and the rest is history. Just think, John, if you'd had an Apple Watch, yeah. you'd have that text message on have. your watch. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> and we come all the way around. That's this right. is why you need an Apple Watch. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the one time. That's the only thing I've ever ha- had to retrieve out of the toilet outside of like kids' toys and stuff yeah. like that for plumbing issues. <laughs> yeah, that's way better than my story. I had a yak back, too, when I was a teenager. <laughs> I forgot about the yak backs. Yes. Those were fun. They were. Yeah, they were real fun. Fun enough to go in a toilet after. And then <laughs> it didn't work. Sure. So I took it back to Toys for Us, and they swapped it for me. <laughs> 
You sly dog. <laughs> sly, I hope you've repented. <laughs> well, uh, you know what else is fun? What's that? High school band. Oh, it's, it is. It's yeah. great. Great time. Love the band. Yeah. The band is uh, is an underappreciated uh, facet of society now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're made fun of and all of that. But in reality, it's one of the few non-academic skills you can learn in high school and carry on for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great. I thing. think NFL teams should have bands. Some do. I think the oh, uh, Redskins they? have like a little band and it's, you <laughs> of know. Of course they do. Sure. I think it's made up of fans. <laughs> or wait, now they're the the Washington football oh, team. Oh, that's right. I'm they? sorry to be insensitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're the commanders now. Oh, they're the command. Okay. But they're thinking about changing. They just got a new owner, by the way, uh-huh. right before the season started. Uh, which is great because their old owner was a horrible human being. I mean, <laughs> sexual harassment to the max and right. everything else. Uh, and they're talking about maybe changing the name again. So, so wow, they, you, you get them to change and now they yeah. can't quit changing. I thought Washington football team was a good team I name. I thought it was too. Yeah. <laughs> the Washington and, football team. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. when they changed it to commanders, I was sad. So maybe they'll just go back to the football team. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, we're the football team, guys. <laughs> So the Washington. The Washington. Team. Specifically from Washington. Their mascot should just be the mascot. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. It's just a normal guy. Just suit. Sure. Nothing weird about him right. at all. No, like, big fuzzy head or anything. He's just a dude. Yeah. And his shirt is, like, the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, there's the Cleveland Indians changed their names to the Guardians. There's been talk that the Braves need to change their name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen two suggestions that I really like. One is to, uh, this one is my favorite, is to just change the name to the Barbs, which just flip the A and the R around, keep the logo, <laughs> everything else the same. I love that. I think that's the greatest solution there is. And the other one is to call them the Caucasians. And the Caucasians. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think that's awesome too. Well, uh, is everybody on their team Caucasian? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Which I was thinking about the Braves. They're about the only thing that unites the Southeast is the Braves, you know, because we all root for different college teams, right. different pro teams, and all that. But for generations, the only baseball team in the South Mm -hmm. was the Braves and pretty much still is. I mean, if you count the Marlins and all that, but they're way further South. So everybody in the South loves the Braves Mm -hmm. and that's just the way it goes. Yeah, they unite us. When those would be the flags we fly in the second Civil War. We'll be all Atlanta Braves flags. Are we going to do the chomp? That's right. Ooh. That'll be the new Rebel Yell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to throw like if you're if we become the Caucasians, we will have to come up with a new chop that's more white. <laughs> you know, that's, so it'd definitely not be as cool. <laughs> What would uh, mayonnaise? <laughs> mayonnaise. I was just thinking, what are, what are white people? What do we got? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> we could hit them with some bluegrass. That's true yeah. white culture right there. That is an underrated portion of white co- culture. Like we skateboard. I don't skateboard. Sure, I don't. But I feel like that's a white yeah. thing. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's like the a one predominantly cool thing white. we do. Yeah. Yeah, that is the one cool thing. (laughs) Yes. Anyways, back to band. (laughs) 
Um, body camera footage shows arrest of minor high school band director who was stunned with a taser. Oh, nice. So this is minor high school in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and check the show notes because the video is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the Birmingham Police Department released a video Monday showing the use of a stun gun and arrest of minor high school's band director last week. Jondalyn Givon, the attorney for band director Johnny Mims, said the bands were taking part in fifth quarter. Now, this is not your standard Southern Baptist fifth quarter. <laughs> for all of our white friends who uh, aren't acquainted with uh, a lot of aspects of African-American culture, their band culture is a lot different than white band culture. Okay, And so a lot of times after the games, the bands will stay there and play songs and have like a little, you know, just like a little party for everybody, basically. Hmm. Slash Battle of the Bands. They call that the fifth quarter. Okay. This ain't this we're isn't, all we meeting. go to a different church. Yeah. After the football game, <laughs> yeah. all the Christian kids, instead of going out and doing anything fun, we're gonna go down to Southside Baptist and, and play basketball. Play basketball and listen to DC talk and maybe sneak off with your girlfriend to an empty classroom and, and get a little sugar or something like <laughs> right. that. Yeah. The two different fifth quarters. <laughs> Um. <laughs> so this is a time. Oh, it explains it in the article. This is a time after the game when some high schools and historically black colleges and universities will have their bands battle to see who is better. Hmm. As a safety precaution, fifth quarter performances are not allowed. Birmingham City Schools said in a statement on Wednesday. As a safety precaution, so. Yeah. They've gotten rowdy in the past. They've they've had to put the kibosh on this. If you hadn't heard, people will get rowdy in Birmingham. <laughs> they they love to get rowdy in Birmingham. Um, the footage starts 18 minutes after the game ends and shows officers walking to the bleachers where the band is playing. Multiple officers can be heard yelling at instructor Johnny Mims to leave and that they are going to contact the school. He responded by telling them that it was the last song. The field lights go off, and the director ends the song, and a sergeant says to place him in handcuffs, and the crowd starts yelling as the body cam footage moves to show an altercation between officers and the band director. It is unclear who started the altercation. Kids in uniform were pulled from the altercation while screaming for it to stop, and the band director kept saying, get off me, man, as the officers continued to handcuff him. He's going to jail. He hit the officer. He's got to go to jail, one of the police officers said during the altercation. Mims responded that he did not take a swing. An officer deploys a stun gun three separate times in front of a crowd full oh, of students. He, so what was the, the problem? He just wouldn't quit playing? He just wouldn't quit playing. When the law, as it says on, I think, Two from the Vault by the Grateful Dead, when the law says that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Right. Well, this is what the Red Hot Chili Peppers meant when they said, can't stop addicted to the shindig. <laughs> he was addicted. <laughs> they were playing Neck, too. All-time great marching band song. I wish they had been playing the electric slides. <laughs> How awesome would that have been? <laughs> uh, at the video, he is a sh- sergeant has heard saying, take him this way. Y'all going to have to fight. Uh, Mim was taken to UAB hospital and then to Birmingham City Jail, where he was charged with disorderly conduct, harassment, and resisting arrest. He is later bonded out. Hmm. Um, it just goes on with lawyer talk about, you know, he did nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. So 
I think it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that he got tased. I also think it's ridiculous that the cops weren't just like, okay, it's your last song. Hurry up and wrap it up. Yeah. You know, let's get it done in about about 30 seconds here. You know, mm-hmm. take them to the bridge, get out, whatever you need to do. And uh, instead instead of escalating it, which that's how cops are, though. They don't lie they don't for like you to tell them no. no. <laughs> yes. They hate when you tell them no. And he told them no. Now, he said this is the last song. Yeah. And they, I guess, which again. A song can go on forever. As a Grateful true. Dead fan, a song can go on forever. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and he could have responded, I'm wrapping it up in like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. too, to him instead of going, this is the last song, and back to directing and not paying attention to him, you know? And then they're hollering at him. He's turned and been like, please, officer, if we stop in the middle of this song, I'm going to think about it the entire <laughs> yes, bus ride right. home. <laughs> and it's just going to be in the back of my head bugging yes. me that we didn't finish this last little part. Yeah. Van sounded good, too, by the way. Uh, in the body cam footage, they were rocking. <laughs> uh, Thomas, luckily, is uh, never had to be ran out of stadium in the band. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, did I tell you he's got a solo in the halftime show this no. year? He does. He, right. he plays... They're playing a Britney Spears toxic, and that's what his solo is. <laughs> that's his solo? <laughs> yes. But they had the uh, the little band show on Tuesday night, and he got to do it. And then the Million Dollar Band played afterwards. And the lady I was sitting by was like with the Million Dollar Band, and she was like, because I moved up by her. The County High Stadium was full. Mm-hmm. You bring out the Million Dollar Band, a lot of people going to show up to watch them. And uh, so we were sitting on the ground, and I moved up to, like, the little railing so I could video his thing. Because where we sit during a regular football game is way down on the end of the stadium, and right. I can't get a good video. And so I was like, hey, can I slide up right here? I just want to video my son. And she's like, sure. So his his solo is, like, way towards the end of the show. And so I didn't pull up my camera until he walked up to play, and it didn't. And she was like, He's very good, you know. And I was like, "Yeah, that's my boy." I was like, "Of course he's good, lady." I was like, "I don't know you, but my kid's exceptional. I don't have crappy kids like a lot of people you know." <laughs> John's like, "I see you have an ear for talent." <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it put me in a good mood because I was in a bad mood before it because mm-hmm. Deidre got on to me for trying to find a seat while another band was performing. She's like, "You're walking in front of all these people," and I was like. I'm looking out for us. <laughs> it's like, as long as versus everybody, I've told y'all. And I'm looking for five seats together in this packed out stadium. And she was like, we're just sitting on the ground. And I was like, okay, all right, fine. And I was in a bad mood until that lady complimented Thomas. And mm-hmm. I forgot about it all because I like for people to brag on my kids. Anyways, lesson learned by this band director who apparently had to resign from his school in Florida and take anger management classes oh, wow. <laughs> for hollering at students and throwing a uh, music stand through a window. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Well. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened, but that does. That doesn't make him look too good. <laughs> that plants a little seed of, yeah. of doubt in your head. Like, you know what? Maybe he did start it. Yeah. Now, I saw Mr. Bobo at the Fayette County High School band knock over, you know, like kick over his director's mm-hmm. stand before when he was mad at everybody, you know. Sometimes kids need a little bit of that. You got to <laughs> scare them sometimes. But you can't scare the police. Well, I bet you those kids think he's the coolest dude in the world. Oh, yeah. I bet he's got yeah. tons of cred. They love him. <laughs> they love him. 
Like he got tased for us, so we could finish playing Nick at the fifth quarter of the minor Hueytown game or whatever it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is going to be my last story here. Artist ordered to pay museum back $77,000 after submitting two blank canvases under the title, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> <laughs> now, I told you before this, I've heard this story before, I feel like. Yes. Yeah. You did mention that. But, so maybe now this this story was posted right. You just, said it's got a fresh date on it. Yeah, it's got a well. It was this month. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you think think we've if anyone out there has listened to the the back catalog, yeah, and remembers if this we've is, done this before. Right shiny in. disco balls probably knows or Stan. Shout out to Stan. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday, Stan. Thanks for being cool. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, my computer. I don't know what's wrong with it. Oh, no. Did you lose the story? I didn't lose it, but I think it's one of those that's going <laughs> to... It wants me to pay a subscription. Oh, man. Oh, no. Those are the worst. You know what? Why am I using this crap? We started off on the phone, Stoddy. <laughs> I will never leave the phone as my preferred method for doing this show. Well, you've come a long way, though. I was say, my phone can have 10 tabs open. Sure. be totally fine. Run fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking about how far the podcast has come since the beginning and in a classroom at Carroll's Creek. <laughs> With tile floors. Tile floors. And, it sounded like we were in a bathroom somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. We've come a long way. We really have. It's against all odds, really. Okay, this story comes from the Washington Post. Because to heck with Fortune magazine. <laughs> oh, you know what? Never mind. It doesn't come from the Washington Post. <laughs> they want you to pay to? Let's try this. This story comes from CNN World. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, CNN. Fair and balanced. Uh, take the money and run. Danish artist ordered to repay museum for delivering blank artwork. A court in Denmark has ordered artist... Jens Hansing to repay the museum $76,400 after he delivered completely blank canvases. Well, oh, so I think we did the story about him delivering the canvases, and now this is he's gotten in trouble for him paying them back. Boom. Okay. Okay. I don't think he should have to pay them back, by the way. I'm going to go on the record right now. (laughs) He found a loophole. He was supposed to create works of art with the 530,000 Danish crones, uh, which was lent to him by the museum, but instead he took the money and ran in the name of art. Now, after almost two years of litigation, a Copenhagen court ruled on Monday that the artist must return nearly all the cash. In 2021, the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, uh, in Denmark's Jutland region, loaned him the money to create the updated versions of two earlier works, frames filled with banknotes depicting the average annual salaries of an Austrian and a Dane for an exhibition on the future of labor. Instead, the artist sent the museum two empty frames entitled Take the Money and Run, saying that he had created new, better pieces to fit the exhibition's theme. (laughs) The conceptual artist said the piece was a commentary on low wages and that his breach of contract was part of the work. Oh, interesting. Hmm. He told CNN at the time, 
I saw from my artistic point of view that I could create a much better piece for them than what they could imagine. He added, I don't see that I have stolen money. I have created an art piece, which is maybe 10 or 100 times better than what we had planned. What's the problem? (laughs) He said that the new artwork invited people to reflect on social structures and institutions like religion and marriage. And if needed, take the money and run, he added. Despite its protestations, the Kunsen Museum of Modern Art exhibited his empty canvases alongside a printout of an email in which he explained his actions. Uh, Hanning's empty canvases are part of a genre of controversial works that question the value of art itself, including a, uh, how do you say this guy's name? M-A-U-I-Z-I-O, Malzio. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Catling, taping a banana to the wall. Oh, this is the That's banana right. on the wall yeah. thing. I remember this. Okay. In 1958, conceptual artist Yees Klein exhibited an empty room to thousands of people, but regardless of his piece's intent, Copenhagen City Court ruled against him, saying that he was obligated to return the loaned money Minus 40,000 crones in art in artist and display fees. Uh, the court said take the money and run was deficient compared to what was outlined in his contract with the museum as he had agreed to deliver two different pieces. The ruling also dismissed a counterclaim made by the artist who alleged that the museum had infringed on the work's car- copyright. The artist has meanwhile been ordered to pay costs associated with the legal proceedings as well. So I think the court here is saying, yeah, there's some art out there that's kind of stupid. Yeah. But you said you were going to do this other art. And, and then you, you claim this art piece is better, but still you were supposed to do this other right. art. Yeah. 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 So I guess I, I can see that. I, yes, but I still, I like <laughs> his ingenuity. Yes. That's a guy that's going places right there. <laughs> He's done well for himself. Yeah. I, art's a big money laundering scheme anyways. Mm-hmm. We've covered that before, which I read. You know who is an extremely talented artist who, who sells, you know, half a million dollar paintings? No. Uh, Hunter Biden. Oh, yeah. that's. <laughs> of course he is. I can think of no other reason someone would buy one of his pieces. Yeah, no. Other than to display it, and it's worth yeah. what it's worth the money that he's charging for well, it. What I can't wait for is if this is a huge if Donald Trump gets elected for Don Jr. to start selling artwork. <laughs> As I'm sure everyone I'm sure. will say, it's on the up and up. <laughs> yes. There's nothing wrong with any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm interested to see what kind of art he puts out. Yeah. Yeah. George W. Bush, he he paints too, don't he? He sure does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. People love him that he paints. They forget that he's a war criminal. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. Which W admittedly was the funniest president before Trump got elected. He was hilarious. And <laughs> sometimes intentionally and sometimes unintentionally. My favorite thing ever is when he's talking about finding the terrorist or fighting them, and he's about to tee off for a golf round. And he's like, you know, we're going to hunt down Osama bin Laden, and we're going to bring, you know, American Thunder to him. And he's like, 
Now y'all watch this drive. And he steps <laughs> up and strokes it. He was he was great. Him throwing that uh, opening pitch at the Yankees game after 9-11, every year around 9-11 it gets shown. Mm-hmm. It gives me chills every time. It was a great <laughs> moment in American history. And he laced it right down the middle. Remember know? that time he, uh, he tried to – he tried to say that, you know, fool me once. Oh, yes. Shame on you. Yes. Fool me twice. Shame on. Uh, you get fooled once, you can't get fooled again. You won't fool me again. It's like, you know, we got a saying down in Texas. <laughs> and uh, another all time favorite moment was when he was in Iraq and that guy threw his shoes at him while he was giving a speech <laughs> yeah. and he like dodges the shoes. I was like, he's the greatest president in the history of the world for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but he's clearly a war criminal, and we invaded a country unnecessarily and lost thousands of American lives and trillions of dollars of American treasure, all because of him. But he paints now, and he hates Trump, so everybody thinks he's cool. <laughs> so, Well, I'm assuming he hates Trump because he talked bad about Jeb and oh, didn't yeah. get to be president. Yeah, right, which I get it. <laughs> if you talk about my family member, I'm going to have to come at you, too. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it goes. You, you ruined our political dynasty right? <laughs> by yes. getting everybody to vote for you. <laughs> he destroyed Jeb. Are you talking about uh, low-energy Jeb? Yes. Yeah. He crushed him. He was not ready for that. Jeb could not respond. He couldn't think on his feet quick enough for right. that. So, yeah. That's W. And, yeah, politicians love painting. That's fun. And their kids love selling it for a lot of money. Okay, speaking of kids, an Australian journalist calls her baby methamphetamine rules <laughs> are there any names you can't legally call your baby in australia it's a question many wanted answered by the abc news show what the faq okay what's the says, fact yeah <laughs> it says Kristen drysdale a journalist at the pu- and pub at the public broadcaster So when Drysdale gave birth to her third son in July, she decided to put it to the test. She submitted his given name to New South Wales birth, deaths, and marriages as methamphetamine rules. Which, there's a kid in Alabama named this already. (laughs) I guarantee you. It might be just a nickname. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yeah, that's that's old... that's Billy's baby, methamphetamine rules. Y'all know his sister, Oxycontin. <laughs> we call him meth for short. <laughs> we call her meth and oxy. <laughs> uh, we thought that we would submit the most outrageous name we could think of, assuming it would be rejected. But it didn't turn out that way, unfortunately. Who told him that you couldn't name your kid whatever you wanted? I don't know. Like, I, I thought you could I name your kid. I thought you could, yeah. yeah. There's some names that are off the table. Like You probably don't want to go with Adolf. You know, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think anyone's gonna. I think there are kids being born named Adolf somewhere in, in Idaho. Yeah, in Idaho. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> the cradle of racism, Idaho. <laughs> Which is true. There's more militias and uh, like white nationalist groups in Idaho than anywhere else in the United States. Because I don't think there's any black people in Idaho. Which is weird to me too. <laughs> yeah. Like. Why do you have to be a white supremacy group if you just move somewhere where there are no black people? You don't have to worry about that if black people bother you, you know. But nobody said white supremacists were smart. <laughs> That's true. A bunch of them tried to break away from the country once and got crushed. So, yeah, 
historically, white supremacists, not smart. Hitler, not smart either, you know? <laughs> so um, a spokesperson for the births, deaths, and marriages said the unusual name had unfortunately slipped through. They said uh, they had strengthened the registry's process in response to this highly unusual event and would be working with the family to change the name. However, the spokesperson said that doesn't mean the original name goes away. A name registered at birth remains on the NSW Births, Deaths, and Marriage Register forever, even if the name is formally changed. Drysdale said she had been deciding between methamphetamine rules and Nang's rule, referring to Australian slang for nitrous oxide canisters used to get a fleeting high. Yeah, that's a better one. <laughs> uh, but she decided against Nang's rule in case the approval approver at the registry didn't know what Nang's were, and uh, it got approved. We chose methamphetamine, thinking there's no way that anyone will see that word and think it's okay, but we were wrong. So, mm. I mean, you get what you get. I, I would just have to call the kid meth for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, buddy, that's your name. And, and personally, I think you should be able to name your kid whatever. I, I remember one time uh, some people named their kid ESPN. Now I think there's several <laughs> kids named ESPN. Yeah. But, yeah, like we don't stop middle-class travel ball parents for naming their kids Braxton and Jaden and all this weird stuff, mm-hmm. Jason with a Y and all that. What does it matter? You'll name your kid methamphetamine rules and cripple him for the rest of his life <laughs> economically, then go ahead and do it. Yeah, that's fine. But I think the, for me, the problem is, is like who has the authority to tell someone else what they can and can't I don't know. name someone? What so. if I, not, not me, what if someone were to name their child like G.D. Smith or something? Right. You know? That would probably bother me a lot more than that. I was going to say, that rules. would bother me a ton. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I always get my hackles up when the government yeah, says no. I feel like they're, co- when they say no, when the government yeah. says no, it, it really irritates me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Hudson and I had that discussion the other day about how a lot of laws are stupid. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I was like, now they did that, and they'll have to pass a law because somebody did something stupid. Mm hmm. He was like, that seems unnecessary. And I was like, listen to my plan of we have a set number of laws, and anytime we want to add one, we got to take one away. I was like, I think that's the best plan ever. It's like, you're going to cover your Big Ten, your commandments. We'll get those in there. Maybe we go to like 500 for tax purposes and all that, and we leave it at that. And there can be no more than that many laws in our country. And it would probably work out because you've got the laws like horses can't sleep in bathtubs. Yeah, you know those right. little books that yes. you get for your kids? Yes, exactly. All those would be coming off the road. come off. When we need, yeah. a, hey, we, need, we need a real law. Yeah. I hope okay. they don't change the law in Alabama that says you're allowed to beat your wife with a stick as long as it's <laughs> no bigger than your thumb. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah. Was that is that for real? I had that in a book growing <laughs> up. That's why I know it. <laughs> Alabama, if you didn't know, listeners, has the longest state, the longest constitution in the world. Did not know that. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have a horrible constitution. 
That is I why, mean, it sounds like it. <laughs> that is why when you go vote, you have to vote on things happening like in Elmore County because right. of just the way our Constitution is written. So someone in Tuscaloosa County is making, a if they choose to vote on those issues, mm-hmm. a decision for the voters in Elmore County could conceivably do that. Hmm. So my wow. advice to everyone in Alabama is don't vote on those unless they apply to your county or district or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just leave them blank and let those people figure it out. But, yeah, they have to put all that stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Like if Tuscaloosa County wanted to add a, a tax or whatever for the fire department, the whole state has to vote on it, I think. doesn't make sense to me. Right. Yeah. but When you show up to vote, you should do one of two things. You should either write in Donald Trump because they won't let him on the ballot, <laughs> or you should write in RFK because okay. they won't let him on the yeah, ballot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, should, you should do one of those two things. Yeah, yeah. But I get I get where you're coming from. I, this seems like an issue the government shouldn't be involved in. Mm-hmm. But if the government can get involved in an the issue, they will. Right. So it's like, we got government all involved in marriage, and look what that got us Christians. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we'd have just kept the government out of it and left it up between you and your spouse and God, then everything would have been fine. That wouldn't even have been a political issue because mm-hmm. there are churches out there with married homosexual people, and yeah. there are churches out there that won't. And it probably would have been fine. Until Twitter came around and people were trying to get gotchas on everybody, and then they would have been like, you know, Buck Tussle Baptist Church won't marry me and my husband, you know, because we're gay. And you got like some grandpa out well, there. Well, just go just to like, a different religion. Yeah, you just need to go to a different Not denomination, Islam. buddy. Yeah, Islam. <laughs> Not Islam. <laughs> they're not down with it at all. <laughs> they're not down with it at all. You're gonna. Yeah, not a mosque. (laughs) (laughs) Not a mosque at all. Let's see. We need to talk about our friends over at Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at the website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well on chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at South's Finest Meats, Bowles Fresh Market, Lawrence Martin Downtown Northport, and Piggly Wiggly, both locations, the one in Taylorville and the one on Lurleen Wallace in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out and use their promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. We have a phone call from uh, Terry. He called Okay, back cool. 
Hey, this is uh, Blind Terry up in Illinois. <clears throat> I just listened to your podcast. It was pretty funny. The story of the people on the airplane from New Zealand flying with the farting dog. Um, I just wanted to say that <clears throat> being one of four siblings, and we all had guide dogs, seeing eye dogs. Um, I beg to differ on that. They might be very well trained, but if you change their food or change their diet, they do get very gassy. <laughs> and when you, I've flown with my dog on many flights, and that makes them gassy as well. <laughs> makes and everybody. So I can see that, but I wouldn't want to smell that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I will talk to you guys later. Keep up the good work. You guys are pretty funny funnier than we are on our podcast talk to you later yeah so apparently service dogs they they fart too they fart too i my worldview is crushed who would have thought <laughs> <laughs> somebody tagged me i don't remember who it is i apologize in the facebook group there was an update to that story where the airline actually gave them back like 1700 bucks okay so yeah um, is that close to what they paid? or what, I think it was. Okay. I didn't read the whole article. Uh-huh. I honestly read the headline, clicked like, and gotcha. moved on with my life. So yeah. So now, if you don't want to pay for your plane tickets, right. just complain about a farting dog. Sure, right. <laughs> and if you... If you not... <laughs> Pun not intended here. If you raise a big enough stink, <laughs> they'll give you your money back. <laughs> we had like a four-hour layover yeah. in L.A. coming back from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh, right, of, you know, like a couple hours before our flight was supposed to get there, we were just hanging out at our gate, taking naps, playing on our phones, whatever. Mm-hmm. The cops showed up and were waiting around. Like, there's been a problem on the flight. We got to get somebody off of it. Well, then they left. And then this guy gets off irate with a cat. You know, oh, holding a cat, talking about it was a service animal. I can't believe I hadn't told you this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the lady at the gate, like the Delta lady, was just like, sir, you know, I, your cat was causing an issue on the flight. <laughs> right, right. How can you keep a cat cool on a flight? It's going to be going <laughs> under the seats and clawing people. <laughs> yeah. And, but I guess the cops got told to stand down. Maybe huh. they wrangled the cat or something. Right. I don't know. But yeah, he was not happy about it all. I mean, it's amazing that airlines let people take pets aboard. Yeah. In cages anyway. The poors. That's all it is. <laughs> poor people. people like this is yeah. going to get ruined for everybody. They're ruining it for all of y'all. <laughs> yes. For the good people like Terry who need a guide dog. Yeah. Terry legit needs a guide dog. He calls How's he going to get on and Terry. off the plane if he don't have that dog? Yeah. I guess you got the cane, but... <laughs> but is the cane going to tell you where the... Well, I guess how's a, a dog can't read. How's a dog know what terminal to go to? <laughs> well, I, I guess when you check in, you get on one of those little carts. They haul the fat people around on it. Can't walk <laughs> through the airport. Yeah, but a dog can't drive. How's a dog <laughs> going to drive that cart around? <laughs> it might could. It depends on how well trained it is. <laughs> it's just rim shot from Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell doesn't get the credit he deserves for <laughs> no, being we don't. one of the comedic geniuses of our... Jim Barney was his real yes. name. Of our time. He made what? Eight? Yeah. 
Every one of them is an is a absolute singer. <laughs> he, he made eight classic comedy yeah. movies, and nobody even knows he exists anymore. And I don't know if you know, he had a Saturday morning TV show called Hey Vern. He did, yeah. It's Ernest uh-huh. that came on right before Garfield, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. <laughs> and all of that came about from a commercial. Yes, that's right. What was the commercial? Uh, I can't remember. I just remember it was him talking to his neighbor, Vern. Right. But you never saw Vern. You just saw Vern's hands. Yes. Usually slamming his window on his fingers or trying to get get right. rid of him because he was an annoying neighbor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Huh. Well, we could do some questions. We say about questions. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Okay, we like to uh, ask questions on this show. If you have any questions for us, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes. Or you can go to our website, earthoddity.net, and we have a submit button right there. Uh, We can start with our website questions. First question is Apple versus Samsung. It just says, uh, how how are you to the question of Apple versus Samsung? This comes from Yohi Bro. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I would answer to Apple, but... I'm not one of those people that are like, I, 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 out of the things in my life I care about, what cell phones people use has not reached the <laughs> right. the level of me caring. Yeah. So I use Apple because that's the first phone that I bought that wasn't like a flip phone. Mm-hmm. And I've just been with it. And I think they make apples for dummies, and that's why I like it better. Right. Yeah. I personally uh, use an Apple, but like you said, I'm not like – yeah. On one side. Yeah, no, that's the weirdest <laughs> debate of all debates is the people that are into cell phone culture, and I, I guess. guess. Our, our, I mean, I haven't been cell phone shopping in a while. Yeah. Me and Tara, we've been due for an upgrade for like four years now. The 15's about to come out. Yeah, I think it did come out. Didn't okay. It? Yeah. Made titanium. I don't know, but I saw a bunch of weirdos with like, you know, Samsung had that 10 years ago, that feature 10 years mm-hmm. ago. And you're just like, who cares? Yeah, I've considered... Again, I, I use Apple because I know iOS, but I've heard that you can do a lot more yeah, on Android. I have to. So I've considered making the switch, but I haven't taken the plunge yeah. yet. Honestly, it really depends on whatever I think is the best deal. True. Like when I yeah. get to the store. Usually you can get one of those Samsungs for a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's I, one of the big Apple jokes is that Samsung's for the poors. Right. And, and Apple's <laughs> for the rich, the elites. I just say I don't know how much it is, but I've seen the commercial for those those new ones that like fold out uh-huh. and pop out, and you yeah. got like a a little screen you can watch your football game on. <laughs> Do that you know, cool. you know who loves Samsung stuff? Who's that? Errol. Oh yeah, yeah. You need to give him. He'll probably give you the rundown <laughs> all of it. He was telling he me a, about it one he day. He had a phone that was like he was doing stuff on it, and then he like flipped it uh-huh. over. I know. And yeah. like kept doing like yeah. did something different. Yeah. yeah. He he's he's into Samsung culture because he got on me one night about it, and I oh, was really? like, <laughs> "You talking to the wrong dude." <laughs> I don't even know. I haven't updated this phone in seven years, Errol. Because that's how they get you. That's 100% (laughs) how they get you. I've been telling people that from the beginning, and then it came out that that was how they were getting you. How creepy is this? I had my phone. It was telling me for a week straight, Mm -hmm. hey, you need to plug up your phone so we can update your iOS to 16-whatever. Right. And I never would do it. I would charge it while I was at work, and then I would not purposefully not do it. Right. Well, I woke up Friday and it was like, hey, we, we updated your phone last <laughs> night anyway. 
Oh man, are they doing that to me? It did it to mine. Let me see where I'm at. Where's my settings? Oh, my little red dot's gone. <laughs> man, because I have about 50 notifications yeah. when I wake up and I get emails. Yeah, these days, like, oh, you're not going to plug in your phone? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's we don't need you to plug in your phone now anyway. We'll just do it when it's not plugged in. Software update. Let's see. Automatic updates are on. I never turned that on. <laughs> that's how they get you. They 100% did. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. Turning that one off. <laughs> Man. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm so upset. Can I sue over this <laughs> issue? Something tells me they've got something in the fine print. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you can't. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. They make you agree not to sue, and they're not they're not uh, liable, and something about your firstborn yeah. is their property, too. Well, I never should trust Tim Cook. He's an Auburn man. <laughs> People forget the guy that's the head of Apple now is from Alabama. <laughs> he went to Auburn <laughs> University. Take that, rest of the world. <laughs> Alabama excellence shining through. Our next question comes from That's Our Bobo. Where do you rank Spinal Tap among all-time best bands? <laughs> well, they're the greatest band of all time. Or do they take? Do they count as a real band? I don't think I don't count them as a real band. No. I mean, they were. If my understanding is correctly, they were a made-up band yes. for this made-up mockumentary that was hilarious. It's a very hilarious Rob Reiner movie. Yeah. yeah. But they did really put out all that music, didn't yeah, they? I think so. So yeah, they weren't bad. So I guess they count. Sure. Yeah. So those guys are all funny. I can't remember any of them's names, but they made <laughs> like either. they also made Best in Show that movie. <laughs> you know, they were behind that and all. Yeah, it's great. I remember the best bits. Of course, everybody remembers the they go to eleven. Sure, right. But I remember the cucumber in the guy's pants trying sure. to go through right. the X-ray machine. I remember the little itty bitty Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Yes. <laughs> they had the little people come out and dance around right. it. And then I remember them not being able to understand the offensiveness of their album cover right. that was titled Smell the Glove. <laughs> Great movie. Oh, and their drummer like spontaneously combusted <laughs> at the end of the movie. I need to watch that movie again. It's been a long time. Probably since college since I watched it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to combine a couple questions. Okay. So we have another question from our website. Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire, he asked if I'm offended that we're not on strike like the other oh, yeah. workers. But uh, Y'all are steel workers, though, right? Yeah. We're, okay. we're part of the steel workers. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all are, y'all are steel workers. But we got a question uh, from Anonymous. Mm-hmm. It says, this is for both Tiny and John. What do you think about the auto worker strike? Are their points reasonable, or is this exactly the kind of thing that John has been warning us about the whole time? Also, shout out to Portland Pat and Jacqueline. I can't be the only one that thinks the show needs an official Portland Pat segment every week, and Jacqueline's poems are pure gold. Hopefully, they'll become an Earth Oddity annual tradition. All right. Uh, I will say that personally, I don't know any of like the specifics. I don't either. About the auto worker strike. Uh, in general, I tend to support them getting higher wages because that's a good chance we might get higher wages yeah. next time contract negotiations come up. Sure. But but as far as like the actual 
you know, I, I don't. I, so I heard something about they were asking for forty percent. Yeah, and repo, like Tim Scott, he was he's upset. He thinks they should be fired, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, but anytime you're negotiating, you don't that's tell the them what the you deal. want. Yeah, it's like you start. You got to set. An they're going to go high. The company's yeah. going to go low, right. and they're going to meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I don't want to speak for John, but I will anyway. I yeah. assume he wants all those people fired. No. <laughs> I read that too that they're asking for forty percent because like the CEO had made forty percent more or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a brilliant strategy. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good question. It's hard for he? the CEO yeah. to go. Well, I got a forty percent raise, but you can't have one. You right. know that puts him in a bind. Now I'm sure he's got no problem going. No, I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm in charge of a multi-million billion dollar you know industry corporation here mm-hmm. or whatever, and uh, you know you. While what you do is valuable, you know, you're not in charge of this much money and these many people. Yeah, I have to sit in this office chair all day. (laughs) Sure. I have to get up for 10 minutes every hour or else I get bad circulation. Sure. He's also (laughs) the one that gets drugged to court and sued into oblivion. And I also have to wear these stupid-looking glasses because I stare at this computer (laughs) screen all day. It's bad for my eyes. Sure. Yeah, he's also in charge of a lot of moving parts. He yeah. he has personal risk of getting sued, um, whereas your average worker doesn't. There's a lot of things that go into it, you know. <laughs> well, you're paid, and he's in charge of a lot of people. Well, you're paid by the responsibility you take on, sure. not necessarily how hard you work, right? That's why you know slaves in the Congo. <laughs> Are like you know, fourteen-year-old women with their children on their back digging, uh, yeah, diamonds for Elon. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, digging, yeah. digging the well, what's the stuff that cobalt. they put in our? Co- they are digging cobalt out of the ground so we can have cell phones. Sure, right. That's why they get paid, you know, pennies a week. Yeah, and I, we get paid more. I also read, and I don't know if this is true. I could be getting sources directly from Ford or whoever. All this is involved with, yeah. Um that the average UAW worker's salary is over $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I, they make more than me. I don't care. Right. That's you a know? good point. I was like, I don't care. I don't make that. I, like, I don't care if they don't get the deal. I don't care if they deserve the deal. I will take that deal. Yeah. Whatever they got right now, I would take it because it would be more money. Really, I wouldn't because I don't want to work hard. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, so I'm not really worried about them. Right. Yeah, and that's how I look at that. Mm-hmm. But in general, if I had my way, I don't know why I have to make what the same amount as what somebody sucks makes. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go in there and go, Jim Bob ain't putting the lug nuts on as fast as I do. I deserve more money than he's making and work my way up that way to my maximum amount of wages. That's how I would do it. But I see the benefits to unions, and you have collective bargaining where, where you have a lot of people. That get, that puts a lot of pressure on the company, too, to meet your demands as well. I was about to say, yeah, the problem is is, is that one guy can go in there and ask for more money, and the yeah. company could just fire that guy. <laughs> yeah, he could. He could. <laughs> so, but if I had the skill set, wouldn't I get hired on somewhere else? I don't know. Would you? Yeah, I, mean, I would. It depends. I mean, I bet on myself. That's. I think that's the difference in my mindset than the the union mindset. And I I joke a lot about my unions. I don't really have anything against them at all. Mm-hmm. I just think 
you know, I've already put all my eggs. I've already bet on me once in my life and lost tremendously. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why you want to do it again. (laughs) I would do it every time. I have that much confidence in myself. Some is all right. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. We have two different compensation packages at Spiller Furniture for our salespeople. Mm -hmm. One is straight commission. You make a percentage of what you sell up to a threshold. And once you exceed that threshold, it goes up by percent. You exceed the next, all that. You have no guaranteed money. All right. right? Then we have another one where you make an hourly wage and a smaller, just flat commission rate on everything you say. Mm Mm-hmm. We got three people in the company who take the straight commission. They're the only ones that bet on themselves. They crush everybody else in what they sell and what they make. Mm-hmm. But some people aren't comfortable with that. Right. They, they're like, hey, I got bills, and I need to know I got in this set amount mm-hmm. coming if I don't sell everything. And I'm one of the people that would take the straight commission if it was up to me. Right. In fact, I want to make it where you have to – when you start, we'll put you on the – on the uh, base pay with the commission, and then after a year, everybody goes to straight commission, and we'll see who makes it and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I think they've tried that before, and you got trouble hiring people because people want guaranteed, you know, a guaranteed amount. Mm-hmm. And I understand that thinking. I'm just I don't have that thinking. Right. I I think I can make more money than anybody if you just give me a chance. Mm-hmm. And some people don't have that confidence. Not that you don't or anything. I mean you. You can't help it. You went to work at BF Goodrich. It was a union place, you know? Yeah. I've never worked at the union place. If I started out at BF Goodrich, I may could say your way of thinking is idiotic, you know, because, but I think if you're good, you can make money doing whatever. Let me come down there to BF Goodrich. I would get crushed in like a day <laughs> because I'm not used to working hard, <laughs> like lifting tires and stuff. I was going to say, we have jobs that are on like a, a production basis, you yeah. Know, you make a higher, yeah. You make a higher rate efficiency. The problem is, is they never get left alone. Also, if you're on a machine and you're making a ton of tires, and the foreman decides, hey, you know, we got too many, yeah, they'll stick you on a machine that is that sucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> that pays nothing to huh. like bring your average down, so you're not making that huh crazy money. That's that's now that ain't right. Yeah, yeah. So I really think everyone in this world should get involved in sales in some way or another. Mm-hmm. I think it changes your mindset. I or, think it comes back to the problem is sin. You know? <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yes. Hey, yeah. Jesus said that the most, the two most important commandments, number one was love God, all your heart, all your mind, sure. all your strength, all your spirit. And number two was like it. It was love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And if we all did that, then sure. We Everything would be, would be fine. We would have the utopia. Right. But we don't have the utopia because yeah. we don't do that. We look out for ourselves. Well, and I will say, and this is no joke, I work for an employer who is fair and mm-hmm. honest and decent, right? Right. Now, I I felt I was that way when I ran Roly-Poly. I couldn't pay everybody a million dollars a year because we didn't make enough money to do that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't pay everybody $10 an hour. We didn't make enough money to do that. I think the highest paid employee I ever had was like $9, mm-hmm. which was probably Mud Hutter Brad one. I just couldn't afford to pay them all. Yeah. And which, I mean, that was several. I don't know about now because we've had this crazy inflation. Sure. But back then, that's a lot of money to make. It was decent shop. money. Yeah, that's decent yeah. money. I never made that. Right. And, but 
I think sometimes as employees, it's very easy to think there's an unlimited pit of money that they can pay me out of that the owner is hoarding. Right. And that's not the case. And it's not always the case. Right. In fact, a lot of times it's not a case in small businesses. They're Mm -hmm. skirting by by the skin of their teeth. And we're a small business, technically. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we got 120 employees and all that. We're still considered a small business in the government size. Right. And yeah. So sometimes people come to me and go, hey, can I give this person a raise? They do a really good job. And I have to look at the numbers and we go, we don't have any money extra to do that right now. But mm-hmm. as soon as we do, we'll give that person a raise because we don't want to lose them. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, uh, I, tr- I understand, like, you know, when people are pushing to raise the minimum wage and mm-hmm. Republicans start saying that's going to hurt small business, it will. I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. The problem is, is Apple... You know, when they've got the money to pay some lady, sure, slave who's digging, uh, whatever, it was. yeah, cobalt, cobalt. <laughs> yeah, why can't I remember cobalt? The 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 fourteen year old girl digging cobalt out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, they probably could afford to pay her a little bit better. Definitely. Which I, it's probably it's not Apple themselves, but it's it's yeah, where they're so, sourcing. Yeah, somebody they're sourcing. Yeah, it's, it it's from. something somewhere they're sourcing yeah. it from. That's yeah. that's the yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think that is a huge problem. Is that um. These huge corporations, of which automakers are, mm-hmm. you know, they will, it, it seems at times, put profit over everything. Right. And, and most of your small businesses don't do that because you have much more intimate relationships mm-hmm. with your employees, you know. Because they're small. Yeah, it's a small <laughs> business. And you know that, you know. Miss Jenny's got to have back surgery and she's going to be out of work or, or, you know, her mama's been sick and she's trying to take care of her. And Mm -hmm. those things go a long way in helping you take care of your employees and your employees, you know, understanding where you're at, too. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about where I work is we share our numbers with everybody. We'll tell you, we'll pull up a balance sheet real quick and go, this is how much money we're making. This is how much money we're losing. This is how much total payroll is. All that for Mm -hmm. everybody. And I don't know that you get that, you know, if you work at Apple. <laughs> I, if like, you're I, don't, a, I don't think you get yeah. that with a lot of the big boys. Yeah, if you're a software engineer at Apple, which I guess they have to release earning reports and everything, mm-hmm. you can't go to your boss's office and have them pull that up and go, here's where we're at. Mm-hmm. But we look at it like we're all on the same team here. <laughs> Did you hear about that Microsoft leak? No. This is kind of video game related, but they were trying to buy Activision, which is this huge oh, yeah. publisher. I know them. And there's been this whole thing. There's they've, There's been court cases. Is this going to make a monopoly? Are they going to let them do it? Yeah. I think they. I think the deal is going to go through when all is said and done. But so in Discovery, they had to... They had to release some of their information, and their like ten year plan got posted up. Oh boy! On the internet, <laughs> and uh, and there was just something in there like uh, I, now I, I don't know if if Nintendo or Valve either one would ever sell to Microsoft, yeah. but there was something in there about the owners would like to trying to acquire if they, if they had the possibility yeah. they would like to acquire either sure. Nintendo or Valve software. Yeah, well, like we did a ten year plan one time, and some of the things we put on there, you know, were pretty outrageous. Yeah, but you were like, those are that would that's if ideally everything went like we planned, that's mm-hmm. what we would want to happen. And yeah. That's pretty interesting that mm-hmm. they're like, eh, we'll just gobble up a couple other companies. <laughs> Maybe we won't get broken up one day as yeah. a monopoly. They already got broke up once before, I think didn't so. they? Yeah. yeah, back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, they put a stranglehold on everything. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of allowed Apple to come back into prominence. You know, 
Yeah, because I remember when I was in elementary school, the computer room had Apple computers, and then I didn't hear anything about them again until the iPod. Yeah, I think, and I don't know, I don't know anything. I'm not an Apple fanboy, but I, I think. I remember they released some products that kind of tanked and Mm -hmm. then they had their whole struggle with jobs and whoever the CEO was and the dude with a weird name, Wojnowski or whatever Mm -hmm. his name was. And that set them back. And during that time, Microsoft just, it became a behemoth and took (laughs) over everything. So yeah. Anyways, that's it. What let the union people do what they want to do. It's fine with me. Yeah. And if you're out there and you want to make some money while they're on strike, I'm all for you going and doing that. <laughs> now, those good, honest union guys will probably slash your tires and all that. but that, That's if, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> right. If they're being nice, they'll just slash your yeah. tires. But go on in there and work if you want to. If yeah. I had to feed my family, I wouldn't care about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, y'all just going to have to kill me. I need a paycheck. So, And I don't mean to say anything that may hurt you with a union, Tiny. <laughs> To all the union brothers out there, because I know there's a few that listen. More power to y'all, man. Get everything you can. I don't see getting upset about other people trying to get more money. You know, I mean, that's what the company's going to do. Yeah, I mean, right? that's yeah, you, and, and that's. I mean, what, I mean, prices they've been going yeah. up for them. They've been charging more, right? So it just makes sense that yeah. if they're making more, I mean, the dollar isn't worth as much, right? So if they're getting more of them, they should probably spend more, a few more of them too. Uh, yeah, I agree, yeah. and I. I, I think that's a, a very real thing. We tell all of our employees they're their own boss, you mm-hmm. know, essentially, because you'll have people come to you and be like, hey, can I get five more dollars an hour? And we're like, no, we can't afford that. That's- and they're like, well, <laughs> this person over here is offering me that. And we're like, well, you're your own boss. You got to do what's best for you. Yeah. And we understand that and encourage it, you know. Yeah. And that's that's the best thing to do, in my opinion. And the union's no different. If you can get five more dollars an hour, get five more dollars an hour. Good for you. I say good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you have a very better chance of going, we're just not going to work until you give us what we want. I, I do think that's a very inventive uh, tactic that can go a long way to getting you what you want. And I respect asking an outrageous amount to begin with mm-hmm. because the CEO got that. That's really the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what y'all got. Why can't we get it? Yeah. Well, one thing we need to do as this show draws to a close, we may not have the answers for no. the union. They're not going to let me negotiate. We don't We don't know how the minimum wage should be figured. We don't know how to help small businesses there or take be, down big businesses. <laughs> there should be no minimum wage if you really want to get down to it. Because if you're going to pay everybody a penny, then nobody's going to work for you. And it would set itself at an acceptable level for people to survive. That's a controversial take, but I believe that to my <laughs> core. I was trying to roll that into how we're going to thank our patrons. <laughs> you know where there's no minimum wage <laughs> to join the patron. <laughs> uh, there is a minimum wage to join the Patreon, mm-hmm. but it's lower than the national minimum wage. It is. Because I got my hands on this thing, guys. I'm looking out for the bosses of the world. (laughs) We need to thank our patrons. We thank all of you guys. And we would like to thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier by name. And those people are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Shane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jacqueline B., 
Ms. Nicole Walter, Mr. James White, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Seriously, guys, thank you so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where we have several tiers, but the $5 here gets you an extended show. That's an entire extra show that we do after this one. Speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up the extension today? We're going to talk about Bobert again. Okay. I, got a, I got a follow-up <laughs> Bobert story. I have a story about a Florida woman okay. that was found inside Florida alligator. Okay. So there we go. How did I know it was a woman? Did how could she identify? <laughs> That's very insensitive on their part. That's a good point. We got Florida human That's right. inside Florida Gator. They found they them in there. Yes. Yes. You got yeah. anything else? No, that's it. Well, you've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net, or you can head on over to our brand spanking new website, earthoddity.net, and click the submit button. That's right. We have a discord server link in the show notes we have an instagram if you want to check out our show art that is underscore earth oddity on instagram if you want to tweet at us on x that is underscore earth oddity over there and we have a phone number that you can call or text what's that phone number that is 662-493-2059-662-493-2059 we hope everybody out there has an excellent week earth oddity for the fringe radio network signing off love y'all bye do the union workers have them i should know this but i don't <laughs> do they have a motto <laughs> i'm sure they do <laughs> fair wages for the uaw yeah something like that <laughs>Okay, patrons, I want to apologize for trashing the unions. <laughs> Please don't slash my tires and burn my house down. I, you guys do whatever you want to do. <laughs> it's fine with me. Which is really my stance on everything. It's taught like I'm very impassioned about it, but in the reality is I really don't care about anything, mm-hmm. you know, except me and mine and the good Lord. So um, I can't afford a new car anyway. No. I can't afford a used car at this point. I, I put this on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it. I've been looking for Hudson a car. Or we've been looking. Yeah. And I'll find one and be like, well, this is a...